On a recent episode of the show, we talked about the individual expectations for each member of the Flyville 23 high school recruiting class. Well, on today's episode of the show, we are talking about the expectations for each individual incoming transfer ahead of next season. With that being said, let's get right on into the show. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On the Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your 2023 goals. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. As always, want to say thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder that the Locked On Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team, every day. As I mentioned in the opener a couple episodes ago, we talked about the individual expectations for each Flyville 23 member in the high school class. Now we're going to talk about the transfers, diving into what the expectations should be for each incoming football transfer next fall. Um, We'll start out offensively. We'll basically break it down into three segments. There are 12 incoming transfers at this point in time. So we'll talk about four uh, transfers in each segment. Uh, Beginning in the first segment, it's quarterback Jack Plummer, wide receivers Kevin Coleman Jr. and um, Jamari Thrash. And then we will also talk about running back Isaac Garendo. Um, so beginning, I, I guess I will start with this. Um, I think that Louisville has done a really good job overall, um, really uh, filling the needs that they uh, had to address um, beginning really after the season. You know, Jeff Brom and company came in very late, um, early December speaking, but they did a great job. They got a grad transfer quarterback. They revamped the wide receiver room. They got some depth at the running back position. Um, they got depth at offensive line and then multiple standouts on the defensive side of the ball. Well, we'll talk about the offensive side of the ball for the first segment, uh, beginning with the grad transfer quarterback, Jack Plummer uh, from California. Last season had 21 touchdowns, nine interceptions to go along with 3,000 and 95 yards the six foot five senior from gilbert arizona um actually played in jeff brom's system back at purdue spent three years with the boilermakers beginning in 2019 um had 1600 yards uh, as a freshman in 2019 um and then suffered some injury issues um throughout the next couple seasons that saw aiden o'connell rise to the starting quarterback of purdue and um the rest was history. So Plummer transfers out, goes to California, has a solid season with an offense that's really not all that good. Um, you know, all bad offensive line play, but he holds his own. You know, he shows grit and determination and uh, has a respectable season. Respectable enough that leads Jeff Brom to call him up and basically say, hey, how would you like to play your last season in the ACC? Um, And I think that this is a good partnership between both parties. For Plummer, it's now you're going to an offense that um, you're familiar with, with some solid skill players and a pretty solid offensive line in a conference and a schedule that has the opportunity to uh, allow you to win big time in 2023. And then for Louisville, obviously, well, 
you needed a grad transfer to sort of be the bridge between Malik Cunningham and Pierce Clarkson. Um, I don't think Brock Doman is the guy for the future. Um, I guess stranger things have happened, but from what I've seen from Doman, I just don't necessarily believe that, you know, he is the guy for the future. So I think that, um, you know, bringing in a grad transfer quarterback is the right decision. I think the expectations for this coming year for Plummer in the Louisville system, obviously very pass friendly. There's a lot of weapons in the uh, you know, skill position. So I think for Jack Plummer, I think you're looking for continued um, increase in yardage, um, probably a better TD to INT ratio, better quarterback rating. Um, overall, I think that this is going to be an instance to where I would like to see what he can do in a clean pocket. Um, this is going to be an interesting season because of what he um, has shown last year and what he was able to do at California. You know, played really, really well against UCLA and USC, who are some very, very solid teams. But um, I think you're going to see him in a situation where he's going to kind of continue what he did last season. You're going to see a player that um, probably will increase his yardage. Um, I'd like to see a little bit less turnovers in terms of interceptions um a little bit better accuracy but overall um solid addition that i think is going to be a very very good quarterback that should be a seamless transition considering that he already knows the offense right away so um i, I look for jack Plummer to have a ton of success right away another player to have immediate success jamari thrash um the transfer from georgia state was an all uh, Sunbelt selection, best wide receiver in the Sunbelt, um, according to many people. Last year, led the conference in receiving yards. He had 61 catches, uh, 1,122 yards to go with seven touchdowns, averaged 18.4 yards per reception. The six-foot receiver from LaGrange, Georgia, was 13th in the country in total receiving yards last season. Um, absolutely dynamic. I think you're going to see an instance to where um, Thrash sort of has a Tyler Hudson-esque uh, level of production for the season. Hudson, the seventh 1,000-yard uh, receiver in program history. I know that when it comes to determining what is going to happen in the wide receiver room in terms of statistical production, it's hard to really tell because of how many players that there are competing for targets, so on and so forth. But I think that Thrash is going to be a player that has um, an immediate impact right away. I think he's going to be a possible all-ACC level uh, caliber player, um, a guy that opposing defenses are going to struggle to defend in single coverage, um, ranked, uh, I think, by Pro Football Focus or The Athletic, one of those uh, publications. He was a top 25, uh, inside the top 25 and returning wide receivers in the country, which is huge news considering some of the guys on that list. So I look for Jamari Thrash to have a huge, huge um, season next year. You're probably going to see him play his way onto more NFL draft big boards, into more NFL draft mock drafts, so on and so forth. But I have very, very high hopes for this player. I think that Thrash is one of those guys that when Louisville got his commitment, I was like, oh, this is a game changer. He's immediately going to start this upcoming season. Um, I know that there is certain level of concern, you know, with players in general going from, you know, mid-major or FCS to power five level play. But I really do think that, you know, we're going to see him 
in a role like Tyler Hudson to where he's going to be entrusted with a ton of responsibility early on, and I think he's going to rise to the occasion. Uh, moving on, another player that's going to see a ton of production right away, that is Jackson State transfer Kevin Coleman Jr. Um, the freshman last season had 510 receiving yards, 33 receptions for three touchdowns for Coach Deion Sanders, averaged 15.5 yards Per reception, um, played with Shador Sanders, a very, very solid quarterback uh, that is now at Colorado, a guy that was ranked as a top 60 recruit in his respective recruiting class. I think that you're going to see him um, utilized a ton in the slot. Um, Thrash, I would assume, is going to be playing a little bit more out wide. Um, you'll see guys kind of rotate in and out. Uh, Coleman Jr., extremely explosive makes the loss of deandre more um you know takes away a little bit more of that sting that came with the loss of deandre Moore to uh, texas so i think um he's going to be incorporated in the offensive plans immediately um a guy that is uh, extremely explosive when he gets his hands on the football a solid deep threat as well that's something to look forward to. It's going to be interesting to see how Jeff Rom kind of schemes up both Amari Huggins, Bruce, and Kevin Coleman Jr. on the field at the same time because you would assume that both of them are going to see a ton of playing time right away. So I think Kevin Coleman Jr., although he might not necessarily be a 1,000-yard receiver this upcoming season, I think it wouldn't surprise me to see a statistical jump, but also um, you know seeing his name on the map a little bit more with him, you know, now being on the power five level. So uh, moving right on along into the final transfer of the segment, that is uh, Wisconsin running back, Isaac Garendo. Um, unlike the other three is probably more of a depth move. Obviously, Tyon Evans, Travion Cooley, Jalen Mitchell, no longer with the program. Um, so the returning players were Jawar Jordan and Maurice Turner. You got Keewan Brown in the, in the 23 class, but it didn't stop the Cardinals from going out and continuing to address depth in the transfer portal. Isaac Garendo, 64 carries, 385 yards, five touchdowns this past season for the Badgers. The senior from Clayton, Indiana averaged six yards per carry six foot 223 pounds so unlike jordan turner um more of a power back going to be utilized as a maybe a change of pace player you know more so at the goal line a situational possibility so i think that isaac garendo is probably going to compete for starter level um you know snaps but i think jawar jordan is ultimately the starter in 2023 so um Really kind of just kind of makes you wonder at this point uh, what it's going to look like in terms of, you know, the deviation of uh, carries in, in the running back room. But I think that we're going to see Isaac Garendo, um, you know, definitely have some moments this fall to where he's making some big time runs because he is, uh, you know, has deceptive speed for his size. So. Um, let's now head on into the second segment, talking about four more transfers. Yep. It's just a show dedicated to the transfer portal. We're going to talk about wide receivers, Jaden Thompson and Jimmy Callaway to go along with offensive lineman, John Paul Flores and safety slash outside linebacker, Gilbert Frierson. We'll do that here in just a second. After we talk about our friends and the title sponsor of the show, LinkedIn Jobs. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you 
quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools that go beyond the resume data by using insights from your job post company and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, Cardinal fans, thanks again for making Locked On the Louisville your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball all in one place. Plus, hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, moving right on along, talking about four more transfers. Jaden Thompson, Jimmy Callaway, John Paul Flores, and Gilbert Frierson, three offensive players, and then we'll start to get into the defensive side of the ball at the end of this segment. We'll start with Jaden Thompson. Um, a couple players transferred from Louisville to Cincinnati, Dorian Jones, um, you know, Luke Kandra, but there was a player that transferred the opposite way, Cincinnati to Louisville. That's Jaden Thompson, six foot two receiver from the Chicago area, a junior that had 27 catches, 393 yards, and one touchdown this past season. 14.6 yards per reception also was a big player in special teams uh, returned a couple of um, kicks for touchdowns this past year uh, with each and every season Thompson has gotten better and better more production uh, only at 58 yards as a freshman 208 yards the next season uh, career year uh, you know highs in receptions yards um touchdowns so on and so forth so i think that Jaden thompson is a guy that is going to be utilized um probably as a depth piece right away i'm not saying that he can't start i, I do think that he is a player that is going to be in a spot to where yeah, he's in a depth chart with now with jamari thrash amari huggins bruce kevin coleman jr you know a little bit more size so maybe he's used more you know out wide as a wide out, but ultimately I think that uh, you're going to see Thompson in a you know position where he's probably going to be in the two deep, some valuable depth right away. Um, whether or not he's going to be a starter, I think that that's yet to be seen. Um, it really just kind of depends on how things go in spring ball, heading into fall camp, so on and so forth. I think that you know he definitely has the talent, but ultimately probably a player that's going to start out as a depth piece. And very, very solid problem to have if you're Jeff Brom and company to have a guy that had over almost 400 receiving yards this past season now in an offense that's being looked at as a depth piece. I think you're going to see him in a situation to where he's going to contribute. I'm, just because I'm saying he's going to be a depth piece doesn't mean he's not going to contribute. I definitely think he's going to contribute. But ultimately, um, I think that you know Huggins-Bruce – Thrash and Kevin Coleman Jr. are probably going to be top three in the um, you know targets share. Another player that's going to look to create his legacy here at Louisville, um, Jimmy Callaway, um, had two receptions for 20 yards this past season. Um, a, a guy that I believe there was a suspension um, early on in the season, a player that a lot of people raved about in the off season, but, um, you know, for one reason or another, didn't necessarily see the field a ton, uh, this past season for the Vols, um, six foot receiver from Morrow, Georgia, 
very, very talented. I think that that's what you hear when you you see his name um, is that, you know, it's all about, you know, maybe a change of scenery is for the best, but he's a very, very talented receiver. So I caution the Louisville fans to look at the statistical production from this past season and believe that, oh, he's not going to see the field at all. Because I don't think that's the truth. I think that Jimmy Callaway is a player that, um, you know, was in line to play a ton alongside of Jalen Hyatt, uh, Cedric Tillman, so on and so forth. So I think that you're going to see Jimmy Callaway sort of in the same um, position that Jaden Thompson is in. He's going to be in a position to where he's trying to um, show out and compete to where he gets those production, uh, where he gets those target that in turn, sorry, leads to good production. So, um, you know, I think that that's the one side of, you know, you know, Jeff Brom addressing this wide receiver room is that, yes, he addressed depth. He added, you know, more pieces to the mix. He added starter level players. But also you have to know that not every player in this offense is going to get eight to 10 carries or eight to 10 targets per game. I should say, I apologize. So you have to understand that there are a lot of mouths to feed in the skill positions here for Louisville. Um, I can see Jawar Jordan and Maurice Turner and Isaac Garendo seeing some, you know, shares of those targets. Uh, Jamari Johnson, maybe a, a tight end transfer if they go after one. But ultimately, Jimmy Callaway, very talented, probably just going to have to compete as depth early on and possibly, you know, who knows, maybe ending up as a starter later on in the season. Um, John Paul Flores, offensive lineman for Virginia, um, an all-Ivy um, League-level standout over the past couple of seasons uh, before transferring to Virginia last year to where he was a part of a very abysmal offensive line, but was one of the bright spots in that unit, uh, played pretty much every position. Um, I think he's probably going to start at guard for the Cardinals, uh, getting that uh, depth uh, right away, I think he's going to be a starting level player, having that experience, uh, especially from the Power Five, solid in running, blo run blocking, and in pass pro as well. I think that this is going to be an instance to where um, the six foot five, three hundred pound offensive lineman is going to be a guy that you look at and think that well, maybe he doesn't make the biggest impact because he's an offensive lineman. But I would argue that maybe it is as big of an impact as any because you know. You're losing a lot. You're losing Caleb Chandler. You're losing Luke Kandra. You're losing Trevor Reed. You're losing Adonis Boone. You're losing a lot of guys on this offensive line that you have to uh, now begin to address moving forward. And I think that the Cardinals, I'm, I'm not necessarily concerned that they're going to do so, but I don't think that Madden Sanker is going to be a guy that's going to start right away. Austin Collins is projected as the other starter at Garden. He's a guy that's been a rotational piece. So um, John Paul Flores is a guy that's going to start right away, uh, I would assume, at guard. But um, if there are some injuries, don't be surprised to see him um, move over one way or the other to tackle to center so be it. So I think that we're going to see him in a situation where he's going to be a very, very valuable tool um, on that offensive line, sort of like Cam DeGeorge was the UConn transfer from a couple years ago. Uh, moving right on along into talking about the last um, transfer of this segment, that is Gilbert Frierson from Miami. Uh, Miles Slusher, committed to Louisville and then ultimately flipped to um, flipped to Colorado 
and Frierson is entered into the mix. Frierson is a very interesting situation because he only had three tackles this past season, but a lot of people believe that he just didn't fit the defense that Mario Cristobal ran. Um, has over 100 tackles to his name. Uh, defensive back is what he's listed as, the six foot one, 210-pound native of Coconut Grove, Florida. But more so projects as kind of a hybrid linebacker uh, slot cornerback slash safety that is utilized in a variety of different ways. We talked about that ver- that versatility when we talked about Damani Max and the four-star safety from the Houston area um, in a previous episode. But I think that Gilbert Frierson is going to be used um, as a player that is kind of utilized as a hybrid, whether or not he's going to start right away or not, I'm not sure. Um, I think he's probably going to be competing with possibly Ben Perry, for starting for starting minutes for starting snaps, um, not necessarily sure there, but at the very least, he's going to be a depth piece moving forward. So extremely excited to see what he can bring to the table. But ultimately, over a hundred tackles at the ACC level, um, very hard hitting defensive back, utilizes his size, um, very very solid of um, you know utilizing that strength and athleticism as well. For being six foot one, two hundred ten pounds, moves well for his size. So, extremely excited to see, um, you know, what he's going to be able to do moving forward in this global defense that's led by Mark Hagan and Ron English. So, um, with that being said, the next four or the final four, I should say, Stephen Heron, um, Marquise Groves, Killebrew, Rodney McGraw. And Devin Neal. We'll talk about those four here in just a second after we talk about our friends over at Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, you have to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays. I know that my goal it has been to eat a little healthier this year, but if you're like me where you want to just eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste, then I've got the thing for you. Built is the way to go. Has all of the healthy components of a protein bar, but covered in 100% real chocolate, so it tastes just like a candy bar. Maybe even better, they have a wide variety of flavors from churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, and more. Um, usually, you've had to get them at Built.com, which you still can, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section. Grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. But if you're a Sam's Club person, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can thank me later. That's Built.com. All right, final segment of the show, the final three or final four transfers that we'll talk about in terms of individual expectations this season. We'll begin with the Louisville Cardinal native, Stephen Heron. Uh, he's from New Albany, starred at Trinity High School this past season for Stanford, played four years at Stanford, 37 total tackles, um, had five and a half sacks, two forced fumbles, probably going to be the direct replacement for either Yasir Abdullah or Yaya Diaby, I would imagine that he starts right away. That's probably the selling factor for Brian Brahmas. Hey, why don't you come home and start right away for you know your program that you grew up around um, and um, you'll possibly win a good amount of games. Uh, it depends on what he is projected as. Um, you know, he's six foot three, two hundred and thirty-seven pounds. Is he going to be more of an outside linebacker or is he a traditional defensive end? That is the question. But regardless, um, he's going to be utilized one way or the other. So I think that you're going to see him start right away for the Cardinals, possibly be an all ACC caliber player. Um, is he going to be as good as Yaya Diaby was? Well, that is 
Still to be seen. Um, I, I'm not necessarily sure there, but at the end of the day, uh, a player that um, is a very, very solid replacement um, you know, for uh, Yaya Diaby. So extremely excited to see what he's going to be able to do, so on and so forth. Um, all right, let's see. Moving right on along. Um Rodney McGraw, next up, the edge rusher from Penn State, um, didn't necessarily get a lot of playing time this past season for the Nittany Lions, probably a, a prospect for the future here for the Cardinals, only had one total tackle this past season um, as a freshman, probably a player that is going to be geared in towards the future, Six foot five, native of Chicago, Illinois, 267-pound defensive end. Um, I'm not necessarily sure if he's going to be utilized on the interior or on the edge, but I think that um, you know he could be a possible replacement for Ashton Gelati or Stephen Heron next season if things go right in his development. But I think that he's going to be a depth piece um, this upcoming year to where you're going to see him in situations, uh, possible situ situations. Um, but ultimately at this point in time, I think that it would be hard to believe that he will be more than anything but um, – a depth piece this upcoming season. Um, a player that could possibly start, I would probably venture in saying that he's going to start this season. Marquise Gross Killebrew, six foot, uh, 180 pound uh, defensive back. He's played his high school ball at Kennesaw, Georgia, but from the Louisville area. Uh, so another player coming home for Jeff Brom. I think that, you know, you talk to a lot of people from Texas A&M and they basically told you that, hey, look, he was a guy that a lot of people thought was going to play right away as a sophomore or as a true sophomore. Um, had some injury issues um, this past season. So a guy that's, you know, it's hard to really judge a lot based on as a true freshman, but a top uh, prospect in the class previous, you know, as a true freshman for Texas A&M, um, you know, had some injury issues, but looked solid at the end of the season, was projected as a starter for the Aggies. Now he comes home and is going to be a projected starter for the Cardinals. So um, another defensive transfer that is looking to start right away. Devin Neal from Baylor uh, this past season, 41 tackles, two interceptions in 11 contests for the Baylor Bears. Listed as a safety, a very solid uh, defender this past year for Dave Aranda's defense. Um, had 31 solo tackles. Um, overall, it is a guy that um, very solid in Big 12 play. I would assume that he is going to be a player that is going to compete with MJ Griffin and Josh Meekins Jr. in the back half of that secondary for possible starting level snaps. But... I think at the very least, he's going to be involved in the two deep, which is extremely encouraging because one of the issues over the past couple seasons for the Louisville Cardinals, there's been a revolving door at safety. So having that quality depth at safety is something that Louisville has desperately needed. And now they have, whether it's Minkin starting, which I would assume it probably is, or if it's Devin Neal starting, or if they continue to rotate. Like I said, in a 4-2-5 base defense, defensive backs are going to have to utilize versatility and having multiple defensive backs that can play multiple positions is huge for the Cardinals. So um, I I'm sorry if that was a little uh, off the rails in terms of the format, but all 12 um, transfers look to 
make some sort of a contribution this season, some more than others. Uh, a handful of players looking to come in and start right away. Some are going to be depth pieces. I don't necessarily think that there's going to be any possible redshirt candidates, but ultimately um, very, very solid job by Jeff Brom and company in the transfer portal. But that's going to wrap up this episode of the show. Everyone have a great day. We'll see you right back here very soon.